Comedy LOL Podcast Network. I am recording as well. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Terrible Podcast. Here's today's quote. Hope has two beautiful daughters. Their names are Anger and Courage. Anger at the way things are. Encouraged to see that they do not remain as they are. And that is by St. Augustine. Um, I'm very appreciative of the fact that we're now going back to St. Augustine because we did that quote last week, right? Um, or another quote by him. Um and I think that this, it's a nice kind of intro to what we're talking about today, which is the number three. But I love the idea of you can be angry at something and that can be motivation. Um, I was actually just telling a story. I don't want to like digress off of a night be story time here, but about how um, when I was an athlete, I would be really motivated by anger. Like if somebody beat me, that anger would fuel me to work harder, practice more, or be more invested in the practice so that I could eventually get to the point where I would be then that number one winner. Um, and then you have to not only put in that effort and have that, that anger, but then you actually have to, I feel like the courage part is like even the um, believing in yourself to be like, I can change this. I can do better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree because if you are getting angry and you aren't using it in a positive way, if you're just trying to suppress it or, you know, a lot of people will tell you anger is bad and you should, you should never be angry. But I think that you should listen to your body. And if you are angry, there's a reason and you should figure it out because if not, if you stuff it down, then it's going to come out when you're in traffic, you know, somebody cuts you off and you're just going to lose your mind. And I think that's why we see a lot of the anger that we do today in society. And so that's kind of why I wanted to talk about or bring this quote up. And I think that the, the anger part you're right. It like if you don't if you don't express that or if you don't focus on that and say like this is what I want to do. Um like I'm upset about this and I want to change it, right? And there's that courage, courage aspect, then it's you are going to just explode at any other time and that anger has to go somewhere. Yeah. It's got to either go into an explosion or, you know, stress and then some kind of stress-induced illness. You're losing your hair, you're getting gray hair, whatever it is. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how are you today, Ashley? How's your anger yes. going? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty good, like under control. I'm doing a pretty good job, I think, of expressing it, so. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Um, I, I actually wanted to talk about, too, because we talked about another quote from St. Augustine. So last week, I was listening, when I was listening back, I was like, wow, if somebody's listening to the first time, this for the first time, it sounds like I could be super religious because I was talking a lot about like God or Jesus and said this. And I always like to talk about kind of what the show is about in the beginning, just for new listeners. So if you're a new listener, thank you. We love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do talk a lot about religion because I think that the religion in the modern days use a lot of these symbols and a lot of these ideas that are in the tarot. So that's why it comes up. And, um, you know, I'm definitely not in any I have my own beliefs and I, I think it's all about individuality and, and what is best for you. So I'm not stuck in any uh, one of these religions, one or the other, but we're not demonizing them exactly. I mean, I, you know, I think they're total form of control, but that's just my opinion. But yeah, so, you know, we're not shitting on anyone's beliefs and um, we always encourage feedback. So if you guys want to 
tell us how you feel about it or how you think. Always hit us up at, let's see, I'd say the best is probably Instagram. That's really where we are at the most, which is terrible too. T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L-2. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and at least one of us is super active on there <laughs> at all times, I feel like. At least one of us. Yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. And so, it, again, if this is your first time to the show, what we do is we take two cards from the tarot and we break them down. And right now we are in the suit of swords and we are on the three of swords and we are corresponding it today with the star card. And Did I'm, I get that right? Yes. And I'm so excited to talk about yeah. the star card because um, one of our first episodes, we talked about the one major arcana card that we each identify with. And this is the card that I chose. And I think that I have a little bit more insight now into how it kind of relates to me or why I picked it. Um, initially, I picked it maybe just on aesthetic reasons alone, but now kind of delving into it, diving into it a little bit deeper, I'm like, oh, okay, I can see why I picked this one. Um, and I definitely think it's reflective of, of my position in life currently. Awesome. Let's get into All right. it. Yes. All right. So we're going to start off with the three of swords card. Um, so if you want to know more about the suit of swords, you should listen back a couple weeks when we talked about what swords represent. So what I'm going to do is just give a brief description, though, about the card. And then we get into our initial thoughts and we get into the different parts of the, the images in the card. And then we talk about how it applies to different readings. So on my three of swords card, it's a gray background and you've got these uh, gray clouds up at the top. And the clouds look like they're producing some kind of precipitation. It could be rain. It honestly could also look, it looks a little bit like sleet. And then in the center of the card, I have this red heart. And sticking into the heart in the center and then over on the left and the right, there are these three swords. So the swords enter in through like the top part of the heart. They come out then through the bottom of the heart. Um, and the swords are like blue slash white. This one's a very simplistic kind of looking card, I think. So that description, I think, does a great job of kind of the overview of it. But if you want to see what it looks like, you can always look at our Instagram, like Brandon said, at Terrible2. Okay, so initial thoughts. What were your initial thoughts on this Three of Swords card? Initially, it looks like a bad card, gloomy. You know, if you, <laughs> there's a heart right in the middle getting stabbed three times, and there's storm clouds. It looks like rain in the background. So it looks like bad news. That's what I would say initially. Yes, I would totally agree. Um, and I think, but I think that if this, well, I mean, we're obviously going to talk about this comes up in a reading, but initially just by looking at it, it almost looks like betrayal and being brokenhearted. Yeah. So that would be my initial thought as well. All right. So let's get in then to the different parts of the card. Let's start with the red heart. Um, it's the literally. It's like I, for me, the only thing that really has a striking color here. What were your thoughts on that? I think that their intention is to. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but they really wanted this heart to stand out. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the red is. It's you know everything else is pretty much fades into the background and it just sticks out and it's so. And there's something about it how it's so cartoony. Yes. So, I, I don't know. What were you thinking about it? So, whereas I think <laughs> it's that a speaking lot, to me, but yeah, I just can't. I think, whereas a lot of times the colors of some of the, some of the color choices in some of the other cards, um, I, can, I can feel like I can dive in a little bit deeper. I'm going to stay really surface on this one because I am going to agree with what you said, that it looks very cartoony. But it, for me, it also looks very generic in terms of what people associate with a heart. 
right? It looks like what you would say, like for Valentine's Day or something. And yeah, I think that they purposely kept it that way to keep it easier for people to grasp the concept or maybe not be as intimidated by it. Um, so the red heart for me was just um, like a very basic easily understood by the public uh, description of like the idea of love. Mm -hmm. um, which then gives a really great balance to the rest of the card because it's like, you're right, this is the only thing that really stand out. So why would they purposely do it this way? So for me, I just said like, again, it's very like um, generic and it's very easily understood as like the idea of love or affection or a relationship Um so that's that's what I thought. I want to then let's talk about though then um, the the rain in the background. What did you think about that? Uh, like I said, I, it just really reminds me of bad news, dark times. And when I think about that, I just think about shadow work or working on yourself or the the aspects like we were talking about before, anger that you try to repress. I think there's other aspects of that that you try to repress too. So I think this is, this could be showing either you're in that stage where you're starting to work on yourself and cleanse because the rains are coming, or maybe you're just still in that dark stage and you're in denial and it's stormy and it's like depression. Exactly. I think that there's often a time, a, a lot of people associate cloudiness with like gloom and raining with depression like if you think about um as we we're talking about before disney but if you think about like winnie the pooh right <laughs> eeyore even his coloring yeah. is very similar to this right and you always think about like oh there's this dark cloud hanging over me and that gives you that idea of depression even a lot of ads that are like antidepressants it's like there's a cloud hanging over somebody where it's raining. Um, and then the uh, obviously the flip side is like, well, if you're not depressed, then there are no clouds and you're basking in the warmth of the sun. Um, so I think it really ties it in very nicely, the idea of this uh, heartbreak or betrayal or whatever, just looking at it and saying, yeah, so this, it, this dark, gloomy day, there really is an absence of light. Yeah, well said. Okay, so then let's look at the um the swords themselves did you have any thoughts on those yeah so if you look at these swords the way they, they intersect it's hidden where they're intersecting mm -hmm. which i love because a lot of times all these symbols so it's 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 really like a hidden symbol because the way they cross like that it's going to make a star pattern so yes. it's telling your mind like your mind knows there's a star there, but your eyes don't see it. So I really like that, how they do that. So I think it's just, it's, um, they're just trying to communicate some kind of whatever it is that is affecting the person's life in, in that time. You know, it, it could be something that's hidden from them and maybe it is veiled from their emotions. Maybe it's their emotions that are veiling it, whatever it is, this intersection, or maybe it's even a problem or the solution. And you know what I do love about this is if you go back to last week's episode when we talk about the two of swords, um, the arms of the figure holding the swords are crossed, and it looked very reminiscent to the two swords on the side that they're being crossed. And then there's this one almost at the top, like right in the center, that's just kind of negating that whole thing. It's like just destroying it, cutting it in half. Mm -hmm. 
So my interpretation was like, yeah. whereas last week might have been a little bit more positive in terms of like, you have these decisions potentially that you can make. This one is like, the decision's been made. The the ties have been severed, if you will. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. It's like the action's already begun. And I don't want to like beat a dead horse here in terms of talking about like the coloring of the card, but I do think it's worthwhile to note that even though the majority of the card is gray. Like even the swords aren't super bright and colorful. They don't stand out. They don't look white or like, like metallic. It almost seems like it adds to that gloominess, that sadness. Yeah. You can also interpret it though, as like say swords of truth and they're not very, maybe they're not very shiny and they're not like, like just like the truth isn't the most shiny or attractive thing. But it is very strong. You know, it's a story that's going to pierce the heart. Oh my so gosh, I, I, I like that, too, because sometimes I have to look at swords as that, as that truth. And this literally just came to me as I'm looking at it. But the coloring on the bottom of the swords, at least on my card, is blue. And, you know, tying yep. blue into the, the concept of, like, water and emotions and feelings. Again, that just ties into the overall aspect for me of, like, being totally brokenhearted. Because that obviously plays on your feelings. Yeah. All right. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about in terms of the look of this card? No, I think we're good with the look. Okay. Let's move on to a general reading. What would you think if this came up in a general reading? Uh, to build off what I was saying before a little bit, I would talk, um, I would say that this really is kind of represents the action coming into being. So or maybe even just the beginning of the action, you know, we looked at the two before, like you're saying, you have that choice. Now the choice has been made. So creation has been manifested. So we talk about how if you align your thoughts and emotions together to create action in the world, that's the way to positively create action and do things and be a creator. Mm-hmm. I think that this, those two swords on the side could represent your thoughts and your emotions piercing into your heart going the same way and then that creates the action which just comes right down the middle so i would tell the person hey listen you know if you had a choice or if you just made one you know what's going maybe there's a new endeavor you're going on taking on in your life maybe you have a new idea because like we talk about swords a lot of time a lot of times represent ideas so that's where i go with it Okay. Um, I didn't want to focus so much on like the, the heartbreak aspect of it, but I said that this was some kind of separation or breaking of a bond. Um, so like movement away from any kind of joint venture or um, connection you had to something. Again, keeping, trying to keep it purposely vague because it is a general reading. Um, and obviously I said it was also like pain and sadness that relates to that. So it could be a move, right? It could be, it could be, um, well, I don't want to get into a career, but it could be stopping doing something that you really like because you can no longer either like maybe afford to do it or physically you can't do it anymore or that whatever they're used to do it, wherever you used to do it, like they're no longer offering that. It's just some kind of whatever you used to enjoy doing that was a part of your life is gone. Pierce straight through the heart. Exactly. <laughs> Um, all right, let's go into a love reading, which I think is pretty obvious here, at least for me. So I'm going to say that if this came up in a love reading, it's rejection, 
uh, separation and uh, maybe it's the ending of a relationship and it could also then be like a friendship, right? Um, it doesn't have to necessarily be a romantic relationship, but it's kind of, again, that separation from this person that at one point probably was an important part of your life. I said that that would obviously, if it was the end of a relationship, move you from being with someone to being single. Um, but I also said that if this was, if you were in a relationship, this would be like, things aren't going so great for you right now in said relationship. Um, they're either you're not communicating or you're not spending enough time together or you're just not connecting in the way that you have in the past, in which case it kind of almost makes you feel like, you know, when people say like, my heart is full, the opposite of that. Is your heart half empty or half full, Ashley? Uh, always half empty. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know, to build on that, I, I could say for a relationship reading, if somebody was having some problems that going back to the concept of the swords as truths, maybe there's these truths that are sticking in your heart and it's a really dark time. It's raining out there. It's very dark, but you got to pull these swords out just like Arthur pulled the sword out of the stone. Cause that's also what kind of reminds me of the way these swords are in there. And you have to pull out these truths and let them be known. You have to let people know the truth in your life. And that's what's going to make these storm clouds go away. So even if you have to use these swords to sever that connection, I'm not always advocating that. Cause I think these days people give up way too easily. Um, but we can also use the sword as a tool or even as, you know, whatever, like I said, it's the truth. So whatever has to be done, you whip it out and whatever happens, happens. But at least those clouds will go away. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's move on if this was on to a career reading. Um, I think that if this came <laughs> up in a career career reading or like a work focus reading, it might be a little hard for somebody to make that connection um, for this card. But what did you say? This could represent a dark time in your career because of the clouds in the background mm -hmm. and that, you know, you're being pierced <laughs> from all sides with these swords. So maybe your real true love or your true passion is being slain and killed by what you, the actions you're taking now, because if you look at it, your actions and your emotions aren't lining up. If you're working this job, whatever it is, and you think it's what you're supposed to do because you're successful, quote unquote, you're making money but it's not really fulfilling you and it's not what you want to do. And you have to take sleeping pills and, you know, you're always watching TV and mm -hmm. <laughs> trying to not think about it. That's what this can mean. This can mean you have to take those swords out. Same thing. You take them out and the clouds will go away, but not to say that, you know, I, I don't always, I don't want to say that we can just focus on good times because dark times happen. It's just the way of life. It's like the yin and the yang and just, you have to roll with it. And you can't know real happiness if you haven't known real sorrow. Yeah, very true. Um, so for me, I said that this came up in a career reading. I said this would be working under stress. And so kind of building off of what you said, that anxiety or that feeling of maybe despair. Um, I think some people get so fixated on, on their, their career and their job, which is fine for a time. And some people live their whole life being married to their job or being fixated on it. And that's that's also fine. Um, but I think that there's a balance there because if you let that overtake your life and you're always so fixated on it and so obsessed with it, you're going to always feel like you've got these three knives or these three swords in your heart. Like 
there's no balance. There's no relaxing from that. And then. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how you're saying that it's fine. I just want to add really quick because it is fine because if you're actually are happy in what you're doing, it doesn't matter what we're saying. We're just trying to focus on the people who might not be happy, you know, like they're doing something but they're just not happy in their life. Yeah. Like you said, if you want to go out and dive in, like I feel like I've been diving into my career lately a lot and that's all I do. And sometimes I neglect people, but I'm happy right now. So Mm -hmm. it's something I have to do and I want to go through. So that's fine because it's my life. So, you know, I love that. Yeah. I think that's too many people think there's like a one fix all answer for everybody. And then they want to start to judge people. And I'm guilty of this. Like, you know, I judge people, but I feel that if I could step back and think of it that way, I can empathize more and I'll judge them less. Well, and I think that you, what you said is so true. A lot of people think there's this cookie cutter answer for everyone and it's like a one size fits all. And it's not. It's definitely not the case because some people are very, very fulfilled by their career. And not saying that if you're not totally invested in doing whatever you're doing 24-7 and thinking about it all the time, you're not invested but there are some people that are like that. I remember I had a job interview when one of the when I first moved out to California and I made a comment about like, you know, work is just work and you're not going to be happy every day at work. And I fully believe that. Even if you enjoy what you do, there's going to be some days where you're not 100% happy at work. And the person I was interviewing with was like, "I'm always happy at work." And in my head I was like, "I guess I'm not getting this job." Um so um I do want to also say that if this card came up in a career reading, I would also say if you wanted career specifics in terms of jobs, I would say it was obviously anything to do with the heart, heart surgeon, cardiologist, um, anything along those lines. Yeah. Um, mortician. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hell Dissector, yeah. science um, teacher. <laughs> all right. Any final thoughts here on the three of swords card before we move on? No, I think we did it justice for All today. Right. Okay, I'm so excited to move on to our Major Arcana card of the, the week because it's the star, which I said was the card that I picked um, one of our first weeks of doing the podcast as the card that represented me. Um, so let me describe the card here before we get into it. There's a uh, like a robin's egg blue background, and there are eight stars in the sky. Seven of them are white, and they are eight-sided stars there's a huge yellow star right in the center and it's also an eight-sided star that huge yellow star is over this figure of a woman who's kneeling down um so she's got one knee on the ground and one foot's like perched on top of this little water source and she's got two jugs of water one in each hand both of them are pouring out water like i said her foot is on the the top of the water her right foot And the water from her right hand is being poured into this water source. She's kneeling with her left knee onto this green, like, grassy area that has plants and flowers. And she's pouring the water from her left hand onto that that grass. In the background on the right-hand side, up towards the middle, you see a tree with a bird on it. And then the far back on the left-hand side, you see, like, a purpley type of mountain. Again, look at our Instagram to see exactly what this card looks like. I've always thought that this card kind of looks like me, or at least it did when my hair was super blonde. All right, so what were your thoughts in terms of initial thoughts, initial response when you look at it? Uh, boobies, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's what some people will say. It's funny when you bring out these cards. You know, mm-hmm. Oh, my God, it's a naked lady. 
this just looks to me like Mother Nature. That's really what I get here. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the one who's bringing the life. She has the the life comes from the water. All life on this planet needs water. So yep. she's here providing it and just showing the cycles of it. And you see the little bird in the background. And so for me, she's my the star of the show. Yeah, I'm I'm just drawn right into like not even necessarily the figure, but that huge yellow star that's above her. And I wrote down the phrase, um, why try to blend in when you were born to stand out? Yeah, I like it. Because even though that yellow star is obviously very similar in shape to the white stars, it's like obviously significantly bigger. It's a different color. It reminds me almost of like the star that they would use to describe the birth of Jesus. Right, you have this whole sky of stars, but this one is standing out of being very special, being very different. Mm-hmm. Just to build up that, like I to... I'm in no way, shape, or form comparing myself to Jesus, even though I said I associate myself. Yeah, you're with you're way better than that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he would agree. Trust me, guys. Um, I also like how it looks like it could be the sun because our sun is a star. So mm-hmm. it's just, I think what they're doing, especially with the eight pointed. Star, the eight-pointed star, esoterically, like if you look at Freemasonry or any of these other quote-unquote secret societies, it points to the two different crosses. You have the solar cross, and then you have the galactic cross. And um, I'm sorry, you have the like the one of our solar system, and then the one that's uh, for our galaxy, in the way that they intersect. So. It's also illustrated that way in the British flag. If you look at it, you have the, the cross of St. George and then the cross of St. Michael, maybe it is, I think. And then it's also like a shout out to the um, the different gospel writers. But I like that because it, it shows our son, you know, we look at it as the life bringer or the life giver of everything, but our son is just our son in the solar system. And then it's among a bigger network right, of all these other stars that could also be sustaining life. And it's a shout out to the connection. And if you think of like, I was talking about what we were talking off podcast, but the net of Indra, and I've spoken before about this on the podcast, where it's this idea, I believe in Hinduism, where Indra is this God and she has this giant net and we're all stuck in it. And we could turn our light on and that part, the portion of the net, it's like karma. So if we can do our best and work on ourselves and turn our light on, then other people will see this light and turn it on as well. And so if you think about the concept, you take that and then you think about the concept in the Bible and other places, the concept of as above, so below. If our star, we think about our star and our galaxy, I'm sorry, in our solar system is what brings life to us. And then we, we just put that down to like us, um, individually as a person. So we represent our son. <laughs> Did I lose it there? Is that making sense? No, no, no. Keep going. So we represent our son, uh, like I said, as above, so below. And um, in the same way, the star, if you look, you know, if you take back a look at the entire our entire galaxy, you'll see each star individually. And that's like the same thing. If you zoom out on the planet, you see everybody individually running around doing their own life. But if we could change and become bright, like the sun in our solar system and create life as our sun did, then maybe 
we can make things a little better. You know, we can create positivity in this, this, uh, whole existence that we live in. But, um, yeah, so like I said, it's really illustrating that as above, so below. So in this night sky, to wrap it all up, this one star is the brightest, but that's just our point of view. Yes. You know, think about you think, you know, everybody's so self-centered and they think that they're the brightest star, but you got to turn it into a positive, you know, like instead of being so uh, me, me, me. Mm-hmm. I love that. It almost makes me think of what you said before, before we started podcasting, though, about um, everyone thinks they're the star of their own life which obviously I think you should be, but I also think that you could be a star or a beacon of hope or something like that in someone else's life. And maybe that's what these other stars are too. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> you, if you could turn on your light and create life just like the sun did in our solar system, then other people can see your example and then do that in their own life. Exactly. And that's so much better than trying to tell them. Cause we it's another thing we were talking about before the podcast where you could see somebody's problems externally. You could see like a friend of yours clear as day. You, like I was, I used the analogy with Ashley when we were talking earlier. You could like, if your friend's sick and they're dying because they're not drinking water, you could be like, dude, here, just drink this water and you'll be fine. You could see one of their emotional problems that clearly, but you can't communicate it to them just because it's the way that their mind is set up. They just don't want to see it. They're in denial for what, you know, whatever reason it is, you know, maybe it's the way they were raised, whatever it is. So instead, turn around and work on yourself. And then you can also use them as a mirror. So let's see, if you see a problem in their life, you could say, okay, well, why do I think that's a problem? Maybe it's something I'm doing too. Maybe I hate it and I just don't want to face it internally. So I'm looking for an external source to blame. So then when you work on yourself, especially if you're around this person and you become a better person, they can use your example. And if they don't, then you're going to cut them out of your life. Like I was saying with the swords. And it's just going to happen automatically. They're just Mm -hmm. going to cut themselves out of your life, really. All right. All right. I need to take a breath. Yeah, and I think (laughs) we need to move on from our initial thoughts here in the card. Let's go into the different parts of it, even though I think we've kind of talked about some of them. The first thing I do want to talk about is um, this figure itself, okay? So um, she's obviously naked. And she's kneeling on the ground. One knee is on the ground. The other foot is perched on top of the water. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? I'd like to take it back to how she's Mother Nature. So it's to me, it's kind of showing that she is grounded on the earth, but then she is also above it because her head is in the stars and her foot is on top of the water. So she has this, you know, like, Jesus walked on water. Yes. And I'm sure that wasn't just put in there for <laughs> just our amusement. I'm sure that symbolized something. Well, whatever that was trying to symbolize, I think that's what they were going for in this card here. I think, you know, looking at it, and I, I think there was such a uh, naivete in my choice of this card initially, and now looking at it, I see so much more. So her kneeling on the ground with her fur, foot perched on the top of the water and that it's not submerged. I love that. For me, it's showcasing like a mastery of the like real world logic verse and also her own emotions. So she's like in control of all of these things. And if you go back to our, you know, um, Garden of Eden story in Christian theology, I almost said mythology, but Christian theology, um, <laughs> when Adam and Eve were first in the garden, right? They were naked because they didn't think that they needed to be clothed. There was an innocence there, but it was also like this 
it almost made it seem like they weren't all knowing, but they didn't need to know because they were just, they were part of this natural order, this natural world. And I love that her hair is yellow. It almost, obviously I'm going to say like, oh, it looks like me, but it also gives the illusion of like a halo, right? That kind of like divine um, knowledge that this figure has. Yeah, it's the same. I think it's kind of like I was saying before, the as above, so below too, because our sun or that star, whatever it is, is yellow and then her hair is yellow. It's above her head. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's where she has thought. And then let's go to, the her, to her pouring the water on the ground and in the water. Did you have any thoughts on that? I like how I think where she's pouring it into the water shows the mastery of the emotions mm-hmm. on one level. And also in the, on the other level, it just goes to the um, her being Mother Nature. She's the sustainer, the life giver, the life um, the water bearer. And then if we want to bring it back internally where she's pouring the water onto the earth, it's kind of like that balance between mm-hmm. earthly worldly things and then emotional and spiritual things. Yes. They have, they need each other to grow. You know, the, the land needs the water, the water needs the land. I love the two different patterns. Mutual, uh, relationship. Yeah. That the water makes. Yeah. So in the water, it's making these ripples. So if I think about like a rippling effect, right? So whatever you do kind of expands outward into your social circle, into your life and things like that. And then at the other uh, water jug, she's pouring it onto the land and it kind of snakes out almost like it's making these various rivers um, and potentially like moving then some of those, like any of that dirt or soil, almost like an erosion type of thing to move away some of that logic and those like earthly rocks. Yeah, like to slowly work on it over time. Exactly. Um, So, you know, again, because it's not forming like just a puddle, right? I think it was purposeful. You see some of the water going to this lake and then some of the water is just snaking off in directions we don't see. And I think she sees that some parts of this natural world need to have that, that water source there. They need to be kind of swept away or moved away. Let's look at the, the bird. I wrote down the bird but I didn't really have any thoughts on this bird. What were your thoughts? Yeah, the bird really throws me off also. But initially, so I guess I'll just start initially. What it means is I kind of feel like it's that going to show that she's Mother Nature. She's in accordance with all these different creatures. But if you think about what the bird represents, it's an animal that lives on land and in the air. And they're also showing it in the stars here, between the stars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I what are you thinking? Trying, <laughs> on my card, I feel like it looks very um, kind of just simply drawn. I was looking for a different interpretation of the card or a different rendering of the card where maybe it was a little bit more detailed so I could pick up a little bit on, like, what type of bird it looks like. Um, if I were just going simply off, like, the color and maybe the beak shape, I could say, like, it's a scarlet ibis. Again, I'm just being, like, maybe I'm just reaching here. But that type of bird... No, don't reach, please. ...would live (laughs) in, like, a very marshy type of environment where you do have this combination and this joining of land and water. Oh, yeah. And so 
maybe but even even a marsh bird it has to be sometimes up in the tree away from everything too right absolutely and it almost looks like he's looking over and watching what she's doing kind of like a like approvingly like not like what are you doing but like yep good for me again that's just like what i'm looking at and if you look and at the card of, it's so simple the the bird itself it does yeah. there's there's no face really so it's just my own thoughts here okay let's look at the um purplish mountains in the back did you have any thoughts there we always talk about how mountains represent either challenges that are in the future or past challenges that we've built on and we can look to for confidence and support. Mm -hmm. So I, I would say that, but also it could be some kind of layer of protection because if this is, is a marshland, it could be surrounded by mountains and just in a very safe space, kind of like close it off, but everything's, okay and then balance in that area and I always like to take that as your inner self that should be a guide you should have everything on the inside um working together in harmony not saying like we said before you're not going to get angry or upset or depressed or any of that but it's it's about realizing that and expressing the emotions when they come and not getting stuck in cycles for me it because the mountains look so small and like distant I said it was like the overcoming of obstacles like she's not even worried about that anymore being over there or they're not like looming above her it's because she's able to like have that control and have already like overcome that and move past it yeah and it can also just go to show how large she really is maybe if those mountains are a little closer she's just like if she is symbolized as mother nature She's this giant force that dominates everything. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go on to the stars. Um, and the only thing I wanted to bring up that I had written down was, obviously there's a huge yellow star above her, which we kind of already talked about. We talked a little bit about the other stars, but I did love how the number of the card itself is 17, right? And I don't necessarily see there being uh, 17 represented here besides saying one plus seven is eight. Right. And so maybe that's why there's the eight stars. But I loved the idea of there being the seven white stars because we talked about the significance of the number seven and how it's considered like perfect in a lot of different um, religious texts. So I really loved that. And maybe that's what, again, what also drew me to this card initially. Yeah. And if you look at the stars, it looks like they're forming a U like a cup mm -hmm. and she would be the base of that cup. Yes. So I, I like that because it's, it just shows she's the, she's the inter intermediary between the heavens above and what's going on below on the earth. Like we're saying for as above, so below it's that correspondence. And going off of the idea of a cup, like there's that intuitive feeling emotion aspect to that as well. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. She's into using, and, you know, that could be illustrated in the water coming down. So the water could be in the heavens and then it's coming down through her and being poured out of these cups. So, you know how they'll say everything's dependent on our perspective. Mm -hmm. Like if there was a, um, you know, how sometimes gutter systems they'll have, or even if you see like a fountain with like any kind of animal or a, a, like an angel with the water coming out of it, 
you know, if you're a child and you're seeing that, you think the source of the water is that angel or whatever it is. You think that's really where the water is coming from because you don't have that perspective. In the same way, we might not have perspective of what's really going on. We just see the water coming out of the sky, and that's what they're symbolizing. We don't really understand where it comes from. Exactly. All right, let's go into if this came up in a reading, a general reading, what would you say? Side note, I just had this come up in a love reading, so I'll talk about that in a second. But go ahead. If this came up in a general reading, what would you say? This would be a really powerful card to come up, especially in a general reading. And so I would say there must be something, there's something going on in your life that you have to either address or something major that's going to go on especially with this card because it's it's a major arcana card it's such a big card so depending on what the person was saying i could talk about the whole thing about as above so below um you know maybe there's something going on in your life that you don't think it's a big deal but it's affecting everything in your entire life but to you it's like oh it's no big deal and that could be you know an addiction it could be just uh a behavioral pattern, something that you're engaging in, but it's affecting everything because that star in the sky, like I said before, it's, it's whatever forces coming down on this person, mother nature to then sustain the whole world. And it's just something that it's a mystery. We don't exactly understand. We think we know. So if you take that and just put it on your life, you know, you got to get your shit together. Mm-hmm. I said, again, I love that this card. Um, it's like, why can't this card come up for me in a reading? Um, I said, there's this hope. Um, there's this bright future. There's recovering from a difficult time. So I think it's such a nice balance to the three of swords, which definitely gives the illusion, the idea of there being a difficult time. And it, uh, um, it, it also is this idea of you being very fulfilled in life. Again, because I feel like she has this mastery of all these different things. And... It's like kind of like it's your time to shine. It's your time to be in the spotlight. And because you've put in this work and you've developed into this like all-knowing being. All right, let's go into a love reading. I'll go first. So I just did a relationship reading. We're going to post it. It's the first uh, reading that we're going to post where I do it for a male. So I have done readings for men before. I know, but I think that it adds such a different dynamic when you have... I mean, to record it, to see the interactions between obviously myself, a female and a male. Obviously, I think a lot of times and this is gender stereotyping, so I'm really sorry about this. But men seem to be a little bit more closed (sighs) off to being open with their feelings or talking about emotions. And prior to any of the readings that I always do, I say, like, we don't need to talk about anything you don't want to talk about. So if you don't you don't have to give me any details, you're not comfortable giving me like that's totally fine. I, you know, um, but he was really open and honest, and this card did come up. And you know what's so funny is actually another card that came up was the hermit in his reading. And I was like, well, look at that. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, that's you and me. Um, anyway, uh, so this came up in a love reading. I said it was the idea that you need to kiss a few frogs before finding you know, that person that you think that you're supposed to end up with. And if you're in a relationship, it would be b- rebuilding um, the relationship you have and rebuilding your future together after a difficult time. Yeah. It, because mother nature is coming in, you know, I think of mother nature is that destructive force that will come in and destroy. But after that, it's like we talked about in the death card. It's just a renewal. New mm-hmm. life comes after I like that. 
What were your thoughts on, on a yeah. love reading? This looks like it could be sustaining a relationship and what it takes, what you actually, the hard work that it takes. Mm-hmm. You know, look at this person. She's not, you know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be, it's a labor of love, right? Obviously. Yep. <laughs> so it, it, it's hard work, but it doesn't mean it's bad, but you, you do have to do that work and, and put in that work. I've been told, because like I said, I'm single. Uh, but yeah, it's really that balance. You got to keep life sustained. You got to keep the water running or else it'll dry up and you'll end up in the desert. Um, and what I also think is important to point out for this card, at least another like interpretation I could give is um, it's not necessarily, I think that a relationship kind of, there's a back and forth of, of who is getting the attention sometimes it's hard to pay attention to both people at the same time, right? There's a give and take there. Um, And so I also see that in this card. Yeah, I think that if you can, like we were saying before, if you learn to work on yourself and, you know, whatever's going to work for you to to help you see yourself in the other person, to help you empathize with that other person, and that's going to make it so much easier. And I'm not saying you should let the other person walk all over you. That's definitely not it. You know, if that's happening, then you need to, like we were saying before, in the beginning initial quote, you need to take that anger and you need to use it and get out of that relationship or make a change. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, what if this came up in a career reading? What would you say? If this came up in a career reading, I would say that something good's probably going to happen soon. Because it's just such a positive card. Yep. It's just life sustaining itself. And then you have the star up above, and it looks like everything's hunky-dory. It's kind of like after the storm. Yes. The sky's clear. The stars are out. You know, the birds are singing. Maybe that's what that bird was there to try to symbolize, you know. The birds are singing. It could have oh, been that simple. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I really love that. And what a nice transition from the Three of Swords card, uh, which is like there was your storm, and now you're right. This is like... The, the storm has passed. Um, I totally agree with wow, you. Wow, how synchronistic. I know. It's almost like someone put some thought into the cards that we were discussing each week. Come on. Um, I said... Well, I know that, that wasn't me, so... <laughs> I said that this card would be new perspectives at your job or a new thought process. I think sometimes we get so bogged down into this, like... Every day it's the same monotonous bullshit. And I think sometimes it's nice to get a new perspective. Um, You know, I feel like we've talked a little bit about my job and it has recently changed. And I even just texted you last night saying like, I'm really excited to go to work today. I just, I I don't even know what it is, like what, what happened in the past week, but I've just been feeling very motivated and very inspired. And I've, I've just had a lot of ideas that I feel like I've been giving kind of free reign to kind of develop and, and run with. And that makes me really excited. And you know, it wasn't like that for quite a while. And so I think sometimes it's nice to have that perspective shift um, because it helps you, like, let you see things with fresh eyes. I did also say, though, if we're going to talk about actual jobs, this would be a job in media or public service. So something that's a little bit more visual in terms of being in front of people. But 
I think yeah, that's I can see that. all I have to say here about the star card. Definitely still one of my favorites. Definitely I still identify with it. Um, and now I think for different reasons. Do you have anything you want to say about the star card before we close that up? I just like to, something that stuck out at me, if you look at the, where she's pouring with her left hand, so it's the right side of the card, mm -hmm. it looks like a waterfall Yes. coming down, but then also the blue of it looks like the base, like a tree. With like the roots at the bottom. It really, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. So it's kind of like, and then you see the tree right above it with the bird in it. So it's like that as above, so below. It's just, a, it's a reflection but it's like when you take a, a negative, it's like a, a photo negative mm -hmm. of it, really. Mirror image, it's really neat. I, and I think that's just going to illustrate how you need both. And they're both the same thing. Your know, root system is very similar to a river. Yep. If you think about it, it brings things to other parts of the, you know, it sustains life. So, yeah, just want to throw that out there. I mean, other than that, no, I think we're good. I'm sure we're going to talk about this card some more, so I'm not too worried about it. All right, so let's move on. So the next part of our podcast, we talk about two, the same two cards, the Three of Swords and the Star card, but it's a different interpretation because it's a different image because it's a different deck. Um, so Brandon normally gives the description here. We don't get too in-depth into it. It's just kind of our initial thoughts and feelings and pointing things out. Um, so let's jump in here with the Three of Swords. All right, so this is going to be from the Alistair Crowley Thoth deck. That's T-H-O-T-H. And if you'd like to get your own copy of the Thoth deck, I would say what you should do is go to ComedyLOL.com, click on the Amazon link, the banner right there, and then put in Thoth deck, T-H-O-T-H-D-E-C-K, buy it, and that helps us out because we get a portion of it, and you don't pay any more. And then you can follow along at home. Or if not, just check out our Instagram because I'll put it up there at terrible2, T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L, the number two. All right, let's get into it. Yes. It looks like we have, well, first it says sorrow at the bottom of the card. Um, and then you have the hilt of the sword, which looks like there are, or it looks like there's a snake that's going around it. And then, I'm sorry, that's the handle. And then the hilt, that's like the hand protector that looks like two crescent moons with two circles on each side. Mm -hmm. And then the point of the sword is going right into looks like a flower that's losing its petals and then the top of it there's two more swords different style swords coming out of it and the whole background of the card looks like i would say like smoke and clouds but then with some kind of maybe light coming through or you know it's really hard to explain like i said you have to check this out for yourself um and you have a libra symbol which i learned last week from ashley under the handle of the main sword and at the top of the card, there's a symbol that looks like an H. Do you know what that is? I don't. Well, okay. Well, it looks familiar. Got to listen to another podcast, yeah. and folks, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. out. Um, all right. So my initial thoughts here. Um, so again, the names on these cards on this deck in particular, a lot of times I feel like can manipulate my initial thoughts and feelings, but the sorrow obviously aspect of it definitely ties into what I thought after looking at the three of swords in the Rider weight deck. Um, I think what I really like about this one is that the swords are coming from many different directions, whereas they're very kind of all coming from a similar point um, in the Rider weight one. It's like, 
when I think of a sword, I don't normally think of like a curved dagger or something like that, but it's like, there's no escaping this because these aren't just going to go straight through. There's these curved two coming from the left and the right up at the top. And they're all penetrating the same spot. It's like, so there's no way to escape from this sorrow or despair. That's right. No escape, ladies and gentlemen. I like that. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, right? Because it's all piercing this like flower, which obviously is, you know, I'm looking at it. It's like, oh, it's very beautiful and it's life. And sometimes you do need to cut away at things. Like think about like pruning trees and stuff like that. You prune those things because you want more things to grow. So that was my initial thoughts here on the sword. The background for me, those geometric shapes always throw me on these cards. But the other aspect of it just kind of looks like the waves of feelings. So I think sometimes when you're yeah. in this state of despair or sadness, it almost feels like you're all over the place. And it's like you have feelings one minute where you're okay, and then you have other feelings where you're not okay. And Yeah, very similar to the clouds and three of swords on the Rider Waite deck. Mm-hmm. So it, it really seems like they're just illustrating what's going on in the Rider Waite deck, but just in a different way. Yes. But it's I, I see very similar... Very similar themes, you know, just, I mean, there are different swords, but that could also represent like before I was talking about getting your, when you get your thoughts and emotions in line to create action. So the top two swords could be the thoughts and emotions in line with this flower. It's the heart of the flower, the center of the flower. Mm -hmm. And then the action springs forth coming down out of it, which is this other sword, which you can actually use, you know, it could be the sword of truth or whatever, however you want to look at it. Yeah, I like that idea of that one being the sword of truth. Did you have any thoughts about those geometric shapes? It it reminds me maybe of light. So it's kind of like light peeking through the clouds. Or, and when there's sometimes there's openings mm-hmm. in the sky. Because um, one of them has a really nice little blue to it. Yeah, the but, one yeah, on the other left. Than that, or, yeah, could be also like we were talking about that net, you know, like the net of uh, the same the net of Indra or like the karma. Mm-hmm. You were talking about the waves in the pool. It's the same kind of um, idea. We're all affected. You know, everything we do affects everything around us, all the actions we take. So we should we should line up our thoughts and emotions to create right action that we are proud of to take and that we mean to take instead of just like we were saying before, repressing emotions and then letting it come out in other ways. Because then when that happens, just like we're in a net, this emotion comes out in a bad way. So you can get cut off in traffic and you, you know, yell at somebody and then you're going to affect them and they have a shitty day and then they're going to affect somebody else. It's kind of like that. uh, What do they call it? Um, Pass it along or whatever. Yeah. What was that movie? I'm for it. That's so terrible. But yeah, same thing. You're just paying it forward in a negative way when you do that. That's all. You know, talk about that. That's absolutely true. Um, And I also wanted, as I'm just now inspecting the card and looking at it, I love that I see now that the flower, it almost looks like the petals at the bottom are like falling off. Almost again, like you're cutting away some of that that beauty but then you're left with the core part and if you think about when you do want to like display flowers not in any way shape or form am I a person that like displays flowers or does flower arrangements but normally you pick out the outside petals because those are the ones that are the most damaged right because they've been experiencing either being moved around or the elements and then you're left with those perfect petals on the inside that give more of that beauty beautiful like illusion of the flower 
I love it. All right, you want to move on? Yeah, let's move on to the next one. <laughs> I love this this picture. I knew it. Yeah, this is great. All right, so we're talking about the star card in the Alistair Crowley Foes deck. It's card number 17. The bottom, it says the star, and it has a figure in the center that looks like probably a female. And in her right hand, she's holding what looks like a big uh, cup or a bowl turned downwards. And out of that, it looks like there's an eight-pointed star with, I don't know what's coming out of it. You could call it energy, I guess. And then in her left hand, she's holding another cup, and it's pointing downward. But the one in her right hand, she's being showered with whatever's falling. And then the one in her left hand, it's going down below her, and you can't see the inside of it. And then behind her, there's a giant, some kind of planet. It's a round sphere with another star next to her head that is creating all these lines off of it that um, are traced onto that planet. And then in the background of that, it looks like there's a sky with another star in similar patterns. So to me, it kind of looks like there, there might be uh, inside that center circle, say that's like a big giant ball and there's you know say it's like a universe and there's people inside it mm -hmm. that's from the perspective of the outside that's what we see but then it looks like you're getting the inside perspective from her point of view on maybe a larger bubble okay so she's inside a bubble and that's inside another one so it's that whole representation of you know as above so below um, and then underneath it looks like we have some diamonds or some kind of you know, precious stones, and in the background looks like she's on top of like some kind of water, uh, and then there's mountains. Okay, go ahead. All right, um, and what I wanted to point out was in the bottom right-hand corner, it looks like flowers, and then above that, it almost looks yes. like butterflies. Yep, so that could be like the lotus flower, and then the butterfly we know symbolizes that transformation the same way the lotus flower does because mm -hmm. the butterfly starts as the caterpillar and and then it builds a cocoon which is great because it's another symbol of like doing that shadow work and going through the dark night of the soul and going through working on yourself and then you can come out as this butterfly who is a great example so if you think about it this way if you're trying to tell your friend if you had to wear a costume to try to tell your friends something they're doing in their life, would you rather put on a big caterpillar costume or a butterfly costume? Mm -hmm. what, what do you people are going to listen to more, you know? I think in a butterfly costume. But I love butterflies, so that's just me. Yes, I, I agree. So, And I also feel like, so I counted on the star in the cup that she's pouring on her head, it being seven. Because it's seven oh, yeah, there, you're right. and seven in the planet, and then seven in the one up at the top left. They all look so different, but the idea is so similar that each of those points goes off into this different direction and it's kind of like the different options and the different ways or pathways you could choose in life. That's how I interpreted it. Um, and I also said that there's three different ways that that could happen, right? So it's one of those, it's not like you get one option and then that's it. There's all these different ways of of living your life and all these different paths that you can choose and they're all going to lead somewhere different obviously um but i love that there's right now i only see three of them and maybe if I, I i check this out longer i would see more um i love that one of them she's showering herself with 
So she's hitting herself with all the directions or all the different possibilities of that decision. And I love that the one at the bottom doesn't look like that because it almost makes it seem like it's not that big of a deal that that one's being poured on the ground. For me. could also represent like a choice, you know, if she chose, chose yes. the one. Yep. Um, and then that choice, like I all really, those other possibilities and pathways. Yeah. And, and the way I was looking at the cups is she's taking this power from above her. So maybe the cup was just above her and she turned it down and now she's using this, whatever it is, say it's knowledge or, or power. We'll just say maybe some kind of superpower. And then she's turning it down to let herself be a conduit. So now she's just a part of this chain. Mm -hmm. So she's taking this energy in, absorbing it, processing it, and then putting it back out into the world. Cause it kind of looks like a flashlight. If you look at it right to the left, it's like, She's shining it out in the world. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you look at as above, so below, like I was saying, so if it comes from the top of the card down, and then if you look at the planet in the background and then her and take yourself in a perspective, she is also what you need to use as a conduit to get to that other universe or whatever that is that planet behind her. So I think they're, you know, that's kind of what I'm getting. So the viewer is actually a part of this card. And then as I was saying before, to bring it back to the as above, so below, this whole circle in the background, if she is the person who is sustaining that, but then again, she's also in this other giant bubble, because if you see that seven-pointed star in the top left-hand corner, it looks like I said before, it's like a, um, maybe that's how she sees it from the perspective of the inside. So she's also in another whole universe. So it, it goes both ways. You know, it's like, Everything that's on a microscopic level looks like what's going on in in the universe with the stars. Yes, exactly. And I do want to just talk about the coloring of this card. Um, I do love it so much because I think it's very relaxing and beautiful, but it also gives, because of the blue, I have that, like, emotional connection to it and, like, that water feel to it. Um, it definitely gives not an aggressive it's definitely more of a cool relaxed calm type of feel yeah i love it which gives me that right, think, if you think back to the tower card from last week which was like so red and so aggressive i think what a nice balance yeah. to this card like what a nice transition to this card where it's like that has kind of faded away and now you have a moment to just like breathe and just kind of relax and realize that the decision you've made probably is the right one for you at that time, it leads you to the path that you're supposed to be on. Yeah. And it just symbolizes that it's part of the whole cycle of how things work. Everything's in constant change. So, you know, last week was the tower. It might be a bad time in your life. It's a time of destruction. And now this week we're talking about the star and in the rider way, it, like, it was perfect. It was like the calm after the storm, the stars are out. Yep. She's out here creating this in the world. So, yeah, that's, but that's just the cycle of life. That's what you have to remember, everybody. All right. I feel like we've wrapped Anything this up Anything else you here. want like to add? Nope. Um, just wanted to yeah, say that next so. week we'll be talking about, obviously, the Four of Swords. So I'm excited to talk about that. And then we're moving into I love this kind of transition in the Rider Waite deck because it's, it's very celestial, right? We talk about the star, and then next week we're talking about the moon. And I think we talk about mm -hmm. the moon so frequently 
in so many of these cards because there's like crescent moons or, or things like that. And so I think it's really nice to kind of have a chance to really focus on that and say like, what does this card look like? Why does this card included? And, and what does it mean? Yeah, for sure. And I think it's also going to be good because we were talking a little bit now about like shadow self and anger and shadow work. And that's, I believe what the moon's all about because in astrology, the moon, your moon sign represents the part of yourself that you know the best, but the world does not know. It's not the face you put out until you really get to know people. It's, you know, it's all your dark, deep secrets and the way you really view the world and the things around you that you might not always enunciate. And I can just say for all of our listeners, so if you listen back to the last week's episode, we talked about um, your moon sign and Brandon was kind of giving us an insight into what that looks like. Based on that, I was able to get the book that he suggested and I did my own little chart and um, it's just very enlightening. It's a very eye-opening and it's one of those like, I don't want these things to necessarily be true about myself, but in my, you know, my the deepest pits of, of my my personality and my mind, I know that they are. So just very interesting. Look into that for yourself, your moon sign. Yeah. And what's the name of the book? Uh, It's called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need. Bye. Bye. Oh, I don't know. I don't have it with me. Oh, I have it. Oh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I have it it right here. I'll do it. I I was just trying to keep it. It's called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need by Joanna Martine. Wolf Folk? Wow, that, she must have made her name like that. Um, it's Wolf Folk. There it is. W-O-O-L-F-O-L-K. Joanna Martine Wolf Folk. Uh, it's a great book. And like Ashley was just saying when I cut her off, that there are, so when you think about astrology, most people know about like your sun sign you see in the newspaper, but it goes a lot deeper than that. I'll actually put links in the bottom of this where you can go, if you put in your date in the where you were born and your time of birth, it'll give you your not only your sun sign, which everyone knows, but it gives you your moon sign, your rising sign, different nodes. And this is some stuff we're both learning about. So I, we're probably going to start to incorporate it a little more as we go. But if you don't know about it and you want to, that's where I'd suggest start looking. Just start Googling that stuff. It really just gives you kind of an idea. You know, obviously people want to think that they're multifaceted in their personality. And I think sometimes when you read about your sun sign, you don't necessarily feel a connection to it. It makes you feel like, well, that's just bullshit, right? Um, But then as you kind of go a little bit deeper, it's obviously there's way more to it. And it ties in your time of birth, your place of birth. And it just really gives you that illusion that, that you are a fully multifaceted person right and it's because of these influences from all of these different aspects that's for me that's my personal belief and time spent on this is never time wasted because the more that you know yourself the better I mean even inscribed at the Oracle of Delphi in ancient Greece you know it was like if you ever wish to know the wonders of of nature or the universe you have to know yourself first or something like if you think you could know the nature is about knowing yourself. You're fooling yourself, something like that. Maybe we'll use that as a quote next week. But yeah, you got to know yourself. And it's crazy because then you stop beating yourself up so much about things. You're like, oh, this is just the way I am. And now I know how I can work on it and, and make it better instead of trying to repress this. Mm-hmm. All right, let's wrap this episode up. I think we beat a dead horse enough. Yes. I Thank agree. you guys for listening to the Terrible Podcast. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. And... uh Anything you have to say, Ashley? <laughs> no, I don't have anything to say this week. Nothing uh, we should just end the episode. 
We'll just episode. We'll just end the episode just like this. Okay. <laughs> oh no! Actually, I could say, guys, go to comedylol.com. Check us out. If you're listening through Comedy LOL and you don't know, you can also get us if you go to terrible.com. T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L.com or search Terrible in iTunes or wherever you hear podcasts, and you'll find us. And uh, you get to see our cool artwork and follow along. And uh, I don't know. I guess until next week, stay terrible. Comedy, LOL, Podcast Network.